David Beckham, you do feel there are certain moments of destiny. Arguably the most recognisable footballer in the world. Yes! Yes for England! David Beckham has done it big time! Welcome to On The Penalty Spot, a little bit of Beckham magic. Um, Luke, how are you, mate? Before we get started, we have a, a lovely guest breaking his podcast cherry. Nick, how you doing, mate? Good, how are you guys? I'm good, mate, I'm good. Luke, um, how's your week? Good, mate, I'm buzzing after that Beckham commentary. It took me right back, mate, about yes. 20, 21 years ago or something, yes. 20 years ago. After, he, after all the fans made... Um, Jeez, off him, yeah. We've voodoo, voodoo, voodoo dolls of Beckham and try to break his leg after getting sent off against uh, Argentina in '98 World Cup. Yep, still haven't forgiven Diego Simeone, your mate. Uh, my absolute mate, yeah. scum. But mate, my week's been good. It's Monday. Um, yeah, but if you want to talk about last week, last week was good. I had um, the wrestling show yesterday. Um, an hour before the show, they told me I was doing live commentary for the whole show. So mm, that was fun. Deepen. Yeah, so I sort of lost my voice end of last night, but thankfully for you and everyone else, I've got it back now. So this will be good. How have you been, David? I've been very good, mate. I've been, we went away to Nelson Bay for a little bit, um, which was good. Got a little bit of sun, uh, a little bit of beach. We um, just be back to work, back on the grind today and um, trying to figure out how we're going to end up with a win, but we'll touch that, touch on that a little bit later. Mate, uh, Nick, big, big Everton fan. Um How's it's a week? depressing how's, episode, isn't it? How's, it's going to be a very depressing episode. <laughs> how's, um, mate, how's the family? How's your week? Family's great. Weeks, well, let's just say when the kids are up at 5.30 in the morning and you go to reflect on your team's score and uh, you are bitterly sad and depressed that they lose to the bottom place side, uh, by about 5.31, my morning started off horrendously. Yeah, mate, we feel you. No worries. Yeah, we've been there. Don't worry. If, if, you, if, you, if you look about seven or eight points below you, that'll be us. Um, this is a safe space. We're all a, equally depressed. This is our, this is our, <laughs> this, this is our um, this is our AA. Yeah. Um, which is pretty scary. But it's been a relatively busy week, besides a couple of ridiculous postponements um, with the Spurs game, um, Spurs and Arsenal in, in the derby there in Burnley Lesser. Um, I read a really good thing today on on instagram about bayern munich putting kids on the bench that had never even seen any bundesliga games um and then they were blowing up and they don't understand why all these premier league games are getting postponed when they have squads of six you know 30 and then depth of 60 with the under 23s and their under 18s and and you know you could be finding your next wayne rooney your next michael owen your next paul dummett Dummett. I, don't I don't know if poor Dummett fits into that category, but we'll <laughs> we'll take him. But what's what's the point in having an academy? And you know, if you're not going to give the players the chance, like it doesn't make sense. So there's enough players there. They could have played the games. They might not have been the best squads, but how often do you have your best squads available? You know, it's it's, well, a, conv- it's a convenient excuse. I think yeah. very rarely do you have your best best squads available, and you, you, I think teams these days are delaying their or trying to postpone a game based on the fact they don't have fit players, let alone COVID. Oh, well, that's why Burnley postponed their game. They just lost their striker. So they buy themselves a few extra days, bring a striker in. Yeah, Makes we sense, bought right? him and didn't do much for us. Didn't give him much to do. This is very true. This is very, very true. Um, mate, Premier League, Premier League roundup um, before we, you know, probably delve into the biggest topic of the departure of Rafa Benitez, Rafa Benitez. Oh. Um, you like that? That's good, wasn't it? It wasn't bad, mate. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it's bad. 
<laughs> but yeah, the Premier League roundup. A um, little bit of football that's been played. Brighton, Crystal Palace, one-one. Um, you called it last week. You said it was a nailed-on draw. I told you that. Did you put I money say, on it? No. Um, so at the end of the podcast, Nick. Oh, oh well, you, you should know. You listen to every episode. Um, we, um, we, we, you know, we, we got we go through a few Premier League fixtures and we try and pick a you know a, a winner or a loser, um, or a draw in that. But um, yeah, Brighton, Crystal Palace won't touch too much on that. Man City, Chelsea, one um, 0 De Bruyne, class, pure class. Chelsea for me didn't look like they were they were anything really. They didn't do much. Something fundamentally wrong at Chelsea. I don't know what it is. They just dropped off completely. Uh, at the start of the season, I had them as the favourites to win, to win the league, and they started off really well. You know, Thomas Tuchel, solid defensive record. It's gone to shit. I don't know what's happened to Chelsea. Uh, Lukaku's not the Lukaku of, of old. I mean, he's only 28, but it seems like he's been around forever because, you know, he debuted at, what, 16 or 17 at Anderlecht back in the day. So Chelsea have issues. They've got a few defenders coming off contract as well at the end of the season. I don't know if that's causing some sort of unrest there as well and a few futures up in the air. Um, but Man City just, they just keep on rolling. Again, didn't play without a striker, played Phil Foden as a, I guess, a false nine, but they're so interchangeable, that front three, Sterling, Foden and Grealish. Um, yeah, it's City's title to lose, 100%. Nick, if you had the opportunity to buy any player in the Premier League, we discuss this. You asked me on, on um, New Year's Eve. Yep. I um Kevin De Bruyne. Mate, the both phenomenal. Yep. Ch- Chelsea Chelsea let him go. Um stupidly. He just brings so much to the table. Um on I guess we're gonna throw you in the deep end here. On f- would he for for you, would he be in the top five or probably top five Premier League players or Premier League midfielders of all time? I'd say he'd be top 10. Yep. Would he be in top five? Um, there's some very quality midfielders. Like you think of the, the, the likes of Gerard, Scholes, Lampard, three quality midfielders. Um, they could definitely be um, in the top five. Kevin De Bruyne, oh, well, as you said before, like quality player, his vision, his passing, and the fact that he can score. Is just a bonus. It's an added bonus. Um, you just think, like, back, what what happened with Chelsea? Why did they let him go? Um, and then the fact that City's picked him up, phenomenal. Like, mm. and the consistency, it's just, but it's just not um, Kevin De Bruyne. It's the, the whole squad, the whole team, as you were saying before, like, um, Phil Foden playing as, like, a false nine or up there. Um, they don't have the, the pure number nine since, you know, they haven't replaced Aguero. But the fact that they've got so many quality players up there and the way that they play, their possession base and the way they move and pass, they're so quick, interchangeable. Like, at, at the moment, like, they're just, they're, they're unstoppable to me. Hmm. Well, they're, they're only stroke on the books and we discussed about it. it discuss it on many episodes is the very much um, hated by Luke Hutchin, um, Gabriel Jesus. Um, not my favourite player. Not his favourite player, but even when he starts or when he's when he comes on, he's not deployed as an out in the out and out number nine. He's deployed as you know he plays on the wing, plays on the right wing, and and cuts in so they can play that false nine. Um, touching on sports, Paul Scholes though, he, he's 
such an extremely underrated midfielder extremely underrated you know if you go back in time and you think any ball that ed- hits the edge of the box you just yell out skulls yeah any ball that hits the crossbar and hits the ground then hits the crossbar and hits the ground hits the crossbar hits the ground again there's Tony your ball yes so, <laughs> that's the way it works but mate City um, opened the gap up there that was a huge game for Chelsea to, to even attempt to get a draw there uh, and that's just blowing the gap up to yeah, 11 points. Liverpool do have a game in hand, so they're probably, for me, the only one that has the potential to catch them. Who do um, you think Who do you think Chelsea regret letting go more? Salah or De Bruyne? Both. Same, no, same. one or the other, mate. Come same, on. Same, same. Yeah, I don't no, think, it's not. I, I, no. One or the other. Come on, mate. You're on the penalty spot. That's what we do here. Um, if you're looking at Chelsea's current squad... Um, I feel like Kevin De Bruyne could have replaced a Frank Lampard. Big call. Different yeah. different midfielders. Different midfielders, but still provides goals and, and assists, um, you know, thrust from midfield. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Kevin De Bruyne here just based on his ability to, his ability to assist, his ability to serve. Um, you know, I know Mass and Mount can do it. Ziyech is supposed to be able to do it, but he hasn't done too much since his move. Um, but then you got players out wide like Pulisic and, you know, Timo Werner, who's really, really struggling. Um, yeah, I, it's a tough one, but I would go Kevin Lebron. You? Me? I'd probably go Salah. Ooh. I mean, it guarantees you, what, 25, 30 goals a season. Potentially. Um, well, he didn't when he played at Chelsea. That's why they sold him anyway. Didn't give him a chance. But De Bruyne really he doesn't seem, to get, doesn't seem to get injured. Um, doesn't seem to miss too many games. Um Pretty, con- I mean, he's Mr. Consistent. I know De Bruyne. I mean, there's no wrong answer. Let's be honest; they're both phenomenal players. But for me, I'm going Salah. I'll take the guaranteed goals. Nick, I would say Salah. Or two one. Two, two one. Goals. Get in. Right, two two goals. Like it's it's very it's very it's a very close call. But what you get with Salah is just you know um, goals. Well, so I see how it is. It's okay. You guys hop on the cast early. You <laughs> chat. You, yeah. Mate, you, you were late. You were, you were, you're too busy getting your scarf on, mate. Mate, it's cold. We got the aircon on. It's like 18 <laughs> degrees. You got a singlet and a scarf. You're, yeah. It's like wearing gloves and short sleeves. Those players, mate. Well, it's Makes like, no it's sense. The same as wearing a t-shirt, mate. But I didn't have one. I got a singlet on. Um, moving on. Thank you. We'll move on now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to save the the two main topics that we're going to chat to or chat about, or one main topic and kind of one segue. Um, but we're going to touch base. I think Wolves, um, so Wolves 3, Southampton 1, Wolves are really starting to find their feet um, in the Premier League. We discussed them, uh, discussed them many a time on the cast. And, you know, defence is definitely not one of their issues. Um, but they're just slowly, slowly, slowly just chipping away. Um, and they're not, they're an outside chance of squeezing into the top four with two games in hand. They're, they're two games in hand and they're six points behind West Ham who are in fourth, albeit Tottenham have 600 games in hand because they've postponed every game they can they can potentially play. That's what Conte wants to do. Um, but was the starting to... Their goals were their issue. you got players like Jimenez, Traore, who doesn't do much. Um, you know. Um, and then funny enough, this week, Jimenez has scored and Traore has scored. I think they're starting to come into their, you know, into their little uh, rhythm. And we're starting to see Wolves of probably the last couple of seasons where... They kind of set the Premier League alight. A little bit what Leeds did last year. That's kind of what they're revisiting now. But that's really good to see him back. Um, and Southampton, you know, a bit of an up and down um, 
last couple of weeks, I think. Speaking of up and down, is there a better free kick taker in the Premier League than James Ward-Prowse? No, I don't think there's a better Took free the kick taker. From my mouth. Yeah. What, a, what, what a strike. What a strike. Oh, absolutely phenomenal. He's uh, the English Janino Benambicano. Just I scores I, free kicks from everywhere. I, don't, I don't think there's a better free kick taker in the world at the moment. There isn't. There's not. Uh, absolutely not. And he is he is Janino 2.0. Yeah, he is 100%. And doesn't matter where it is, 25 out, 30 yards out, 35 yards out. You well, back him in every time. Who are you taking, Beckham or James Ward-Prowse? Well, Beckham, but you know, <laughs> Beckham was a special. He's um, Beckham scored eighteen direct free kicks. I think in the Premier League. Ward Prowse is second with fourteen. Um, so he's closing the gap. I'm he's closing the gap. There was an article out there recently. It might have been today or yesterday that I was reading that he could catch him. Yeah, he definitely could because he's going to play every game for Southampton. Um, mate, he's had a few caps for England as well. It's a tough team to get into, but um, mate, dead ball specialist. Especially from his position as well, to slide into that English team. Yeah, but going to Wolves, was good to see Adama Traore score. Funnily enough, he scores straight away when there's um, transfer rumours with him going to Spurs. Apparently, Conte wants to play him at right wing back. Watered down um, St. Maximum, that bloke. St. Maximum barely, yeah, he played pretty shit on the weekend, even though he scored. But um, (laughs) I'm interested to see if Traore does leave. He's only got 18 months left on his contract. Wolves offered him a new deal about 12 months ago. He's hasn't signed anything. Uh, if they're going to cash in, this is the time to do it. Uh, Conte, you know, he's got form um, converting wingers into right wing backs. You know, Victor Moses um, turned into an amazing right wing back under Conte. And Victor Moses, yeah. Yeah, Traore could be the same. Who knows? Um, he needs the discipline, I think, Conte as well. Just don't expect him to do any defending because Traore won't do any defending at all. But Wolves, you know, looking, looking good. Um, they haven't really set... They're not the most entertaining team to watch, um, but they get the job done. So can't argue with that. Mate, Villa, uh, Villa United 2-2. Felipe, Felipe Coutinho coming off. Bruno Fernandes scoring a double. Um, back on the score sheet. First goals in a long time. Um, you know, Coutinho coming off the bench and, and tapping in from 3.6 centimetres. Um, yeah. Mate, Jacob Ramsey, local kid, brought up through the ranks. Um, brought up through the youth team, for youth policy, um, and, and the crowd singing his name. Goal and assist. The, the kid is doing very well, very well for Villa. Um, I think Villa are just slowly going to get better and better and better under Stevie Gerrard. Um, Nick, we, we had a chat. Um, well, probably this is technically we would be in season three of this, but when we first started um, the cast in, in lockdown 1.0, we. Um, we asked each other the question, who would be the better manager, Lampard or Gerrard? And this is when Lampard was um, at Chelsea. And we both said, by far, is going to be Stevie Gerrard. Um, what are your, what's your take on, on, I know you're a big Everton fan and you're the blue side of Merseyside. What's your take on Gerrard as a manager as opposed to, I guess, trying to put out, put your, uh, your hatred for the, the red side of Merseyside away? Well, funnily enough, I have my little Evertonian crew um, that we can, you know, cry on each other's shoulders and have a chat about certain things. Um, and one of the questions was um, related to Frank Lampard potentially coming to Everton. Um, and then we started speaking about Stevie G and ex-players um, like Wayne Rooney, um, quality players. And I think... I think... Unfortunately, I think um, Frank Lampard, I think it was unfair for him to throw him straight into Chelsea. 
straight away. Um, big club, big team, um, big responsibility, big egos to try to compete that and deal with that first managerial position. Not only that, he would have played with many of the players or he knows a lot of the players. Um, Stevie G has done what he has over at Rangers. You know, they haven't won the title for many years. Won the title, got the opportunity to come over to the Premier League. Um, it's only early days, but what he's doing with um, Aston Villa, you know, fair results, so to speak. But I think just the name of himself, Steven Gerrard, you know, someone like that, that can, you know, he's reputable. He's got um, the talent um, and the fact that he can lure players in as well um, and, you know, turn players into better players, especially like I've, I've read some clips about um, in how he's starting to pick up and then they sign someone like um, Philip Coutinho. And then recently, unfortunately, uh, Luca Digne um, pretty much said what got him over the line was Stevie G. So, mm-hmm. To me, uh, I guess, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I guess because I, I think when you think about it and what they've done so far, you'd think Stevie G uh, would just have that little bit over Frank Lampard, but I think Frank Lampard needs an, a chance at a different club, bit of a bit more, um, I guess, managerial experience to see what he can actually do and what he can deliver. Because um, no doubt, both of them in their playing days were phenomenal players. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think Gerard took the right path in going to Rangers first. And then he decided to take a job that was less of a risk. Whereas Lampard's gone from Derby to straight into Chelsea. Um, and then dealing with egos. He's got no egos. So I'm looking at the Villa squad. And the Villa squad is, on paper, is sensational. Um, you know, you've got their two signings thrown in. they got um, Martinez, who was back up at Arsenal, who's proving one of the best keepers in the Premier League. Aside from that mistake from the weekend. Um, you got Matty Cash on the right, which, you know, we, we picked in our non-top six team of the season so far. Um, mate, Tyron Mings, Consa. Mate, uh, Douglas Weiss is a Brazilian international just holding that midfield. Young kid, um, Jacob Ramsey. Ollie Watkins, who I'm a big fan of. Um, Bundia, who, who can bomb forward. And you you got guys like, you know, Coutinho there and you got Danny, um, you know, Danny Ings at focal point. You still got... Um, Bailey, who's struggling to get a game, who was solely brought in to, to replace a Jack Grealish, and they're doing better without Jack. And and you know Jack's moved on. That's probably for another another cast. But Jack's moved on. He hasn't done much at City. It's a shame because we could probably name a starting eleven and a, and a bench of players that have moved to bigger clubs and haven't done haven't done much. And um, yeah, it's a big big shame there. But um, mate, United struggling again. No Ronaldo. Um, we chatted about this last week and probably no, no no point to belt on about it, but they're in trouble. They they don't like his way of football, I, I feel. Ronaldo's speaking up. There's a lot of egos in that dressing room and um, I believe that um, they're going to need to appoint someone that's going to come in and, and do a Sir Alex uh, Ferguson hairdryer on, on that change room. So, But um, mate, moving on. So um, this morning, a couple of games, we, we'll, we'll rewind and, and hit um, the last two games. But Liverpool 3-0, no mo. No money. Um, pretty straightforward over Brentford. They continue their demise. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just, you, you, you're looking forward to seeing them just absolutely yeah, I say pitch that later. Week. Right. So I picked it about five weeks ago. Brentford would struggle to win a game. They've won one in their last five. So that that's my tips. It's a shame we're 11 points behind them. Otherwise, I'd be in trouble. Um, 
but West Ham, mate, West Ham leads. West Ham blow another good opportunity to really. They, they have this. They have a knack of just stuffing things up when they're, they're at the top, and there's a really good opportunity to put leads. Um, you know, more in a relegation fight, more so. Um, but they lost three two. Um, Jared Bowen scoring again. The, the guys deserves an England call up, um, and he also probably deserves a bigger move if they don't qualify for Champions League. Um, and then um, mate, Jack Harrison's come on and, and well, not come on, he's, he's banged in three goals. Um, probably for me in this game, um, big special mention to, and there's no stats with him, he got an assist, but Rafinha. Rafinha is not a League United player. <laughs> the bloke is a top four Premier League player, top four or top two Spanish player. So we're talking Real Madrid, potentially Barcelona, Atletico Madrid. Just would fit Atletico Madrid style. Um, he's a, you know, he's a Dortmund player. He's a Bayern Munich player. He's a PSG player. He's not a Leeds United player. The bloke is phenomenal, um, and he will more than, or not more than likely, he will hundred percent move um, in the summer. Where to? Who knows? I think um, you know someone like Liverpool or. Um, even United uh, might make a play for him, but I wouldn't be moving to United. But um, Leeds, Leeds did well. Bayern Munich were heavily linked. Uh, they're saying the deal was all, all but done a few weeks ago, which I thought yeah. was really odd because I didn't see it happening in the January window. Not, but I can definitely no see no way Leeds are going to let him go. In January no, stupid in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it'd be, be stupid. Like and Chris Wood. Yeah, well, unless he's got a release clause. So, um, yeah, Leeds did well. Um, Leeds always give you opportunities, though. You know, they're still conceded too. I see a lot of issues with Leeds defence, but going forward, when they're on, when they're on song, they're almost impossible to stop. They just attack at 100 miles an hour. Um, Jared Bowen, I've seen him linked with Liverpool, and I don't think that's the stupidest, you know, uh, transfer river that I've seen. I could see him going there and actually doing really well at Liverpool. Um, Where does he play when you got Mane and Salah and and? You rotate. You rotate. Let's. It's squad depth. It's, you know, he wouldn't start every game, but he'd be like Diego Jota, you know, or Firmino. Yeah, they'll just be interchangeable. Um, Mane, he's had a good season, but by his standards, he hasn't had a great season. Salah still hasn't signed the new contract. I'm pretty sure he'll stay. I don't see Salah going anywhere else. I'm pretty sure he's a Liverpool lifer for now. But West Ham blew it. Um, they had a chance to really cement that fourth spot. And they always seem to just stumble i don't know if it's just stage fright or inexperience um it's just that the way they were set up today they were just very leaky i just thought they set up completely wrong they left themselves exposed at the back and jack harrison was good to see him his uh, first ever career hat trick um yeah um you know ideally i wanted west ham to win because i'd like as many teams to be dragged into the relegation battle as possible um but yeah uh, west ham Still in the fight for fourth. I think they're too inconsistent. Um, but that battle for fourth is just wide open. It's anyone's. Um, I still think I've got a sneaking suspicion it'll be one of the North London teams. Um, I just haven't settled on which one yet. Yeah, yeah. Mate, well, um, Nick, looking at the table, you got City who will be runaway leaders. They'll win the league by a mile. Liverpool finish second. Chelsea will finish third. Who's your take to finish fourth? You, you know, probably we're looking at West Ham, Arsenal, Spurs, United, and maybe maybe a Wolves. Um, well, look, look, Leicester have four games in hand on as well. But um, who's your take to squeezing that Champions League spot? 
I'm going to rule out United straight away. I don't think they can. Um, West Ham, like West Ham, they're just one of those teams where they've just, I think they've excelled so much under um, David Moyes. Um, as an outside supporter, well, not really a supporter, but I just love the EPL and someone different. It'd be fantastic to see West Ham qualify. Um, but who I've actually been impressed with um, have been Arsenal. Yeah. The way that, you know, they started off the season, what was it? Um, zero from three, I think it was. Um, conceding goals, you know, everyone wanted Arteta out. Um, and then the way he's just, you know, turned the team around, um, you know, they've been playing some really, really good football. Um, not only that, you know, Tottenham and they've got Conte and whatnot. Nah, I'm just going to put it out there. I reckon Arsenal. Arsenal will slide into that uh, fourth uh, spot. We, we like Arsenal. We chatted about Arsenal about last week and the week before. We're a big fan of the young squad. We like the fact that he's frozen at Aubameyang on disciplinary reasons, but the fact that he's a bit of a menace in the change room. But their squad's young. They're hungry. Young English players. A couple of young Brazilians floating through. They've got a really good side. Um, a really good balance with the young managers learnt from you know the school of Pep and they don't come much better um, you know than the school of Pep probably if Arsenal well. can if Arsenal can get a striker in in January 100 percent they'll finish fourth yeah it's it's I guess that you got that Conte factor um, for Spurs but I, I do like Arsenal um, and I hope that they're going to finish um, probably the two main talking points are pretty much why um, you know Nick's up late on a Monday night. Um, <laughs> Where do we start? Where do we start? Um, mate, Rafa Benitez is gone. 2-1 um, loss to Norwich away. I actually saw a funny photo um, of Rafa smiling and, and, and doing these little Mr. Burns, little happy, happy fingers. Um, when Norwich scored the second and, and it was back into the caption was mission completed. Um, mate, Rafa's gone. Um, I want to ask you, Nick, when Everton appointed Rafa, Rafa Benitez, what what were your initial thoughts with that? You know, were you excited? Was, was there hope? Was you like, shit, he's won the Champions League. He, he did pretty well with Newcastle. Um, he disappeared to China for a year and, and potentially, you know, he could play a good brand of football. What's What were, what were your initial thoughts? My, my, my initial thoughts was why. Now, why? Um, Merseyside, okay, Liverpool, you got Liverpool versus Everton, you know, rivals from very, very long time, many years. He's coached them to a Champions League final and they won. Why? The question is why you would bring someone like that into the club. Was it the fact that, you know, we've got ambitions to push forward and potentially, you know, lead us into a top four position or top six, I should say? Um, to me, we don't have the depth. We don't have the squad. We need... You know, a manager that's going to um, lure players or attract players to come want to play with us, i.e. the Ancelotti um, that brought in, you know, Hamas and mm. Alain Ducouré, just to mention a few names. Um, you know, and then going off his record, like, you know, after 20-something games, it was like seven wins, five draws, 10 losses. He's got like a 32% record, um, a winning record. Um and it's just, yeah, it's just, I, honestly, we're in shambles. Like, you know, I was just doing a bit of looking just to see what's been going on. And, you know, I've got some close mates that are, follow, uh, that are Evertonians. And, you know, we've got to think, like, we've, 
we've, we've, we've got rid of the directors of our medical. We've got rid of the director of football, you know, the head of recruitment, the, the manager of scouting. We've sold one of our best players in Luca Digne. Like, you can't tell me now there's no red signs going, what is going on with the club? Why, Luke, why, why is Rafa... I question the appointment straight away, basically, with his ties to Liverpool. Um, and I do feel that there was, you know, there was some regret from him leaving Newcastle and not hanging around, basically, due to his failed Chinese experience. Um, but why was why was Rafa given so much power at a club like Everton? So much power to sack exactly what Nick just said and, and move on such players. Why? Why would the club allow that to happen and then turn around like four or five weeks later and then get rid of him? You say he got all that power, but at the end of the day, they didn't back him in the transfer market because they couldn't because they spent all that money under Ancelotti, financial fair play. He had to just shop in you know, a bargain basement. I mean, there were great signings. Admittedly, Damari Gray and Andros Townsend have been phenomenal, but Rafa needs more control. And Rafa is a politician. Rafa's he's created chaos everywhere he's gone. He loves to ruffle feathers. Because every club he's been to, he's had the fans on his side and they've been against the board. Everton is toxic from the top down. I'm an outsider looking in. Nick can probably talk to this, but they look toxic from the top down. It's not necessarily the 11 on the pitch. It's not necessarily the coaches. Fundamentally, there's something toxic at Everton and they need an overhaul from top to bottom. Rafa was never... I, I said on the podcast, I didn't think Rafa would go to Everton. I just thought, that's outrageous. You know, He's an ex-Liverpool legend. Why would... A, why would Everton sign him? But you look at his resume and you take Liverpool out of it, you know, you say, you just look at the resume on paper and you go, yeah, that's a world-class manager. But he, he's lost a step. Rafa has lost a step. I think when you don't have the fans on side straight away, you, you, it's an uphill battle. Yeah, like- and he started off all right at Everton. He started off okay. But as soon he's- as a couple of results go against you, because the fans were looking for any any opportunity to turn on him because they didn't want him. He's not one of their own. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I, for me, I don't think it was ever going to work. We, we know his style of play very well. Um, and you know, he did he did wonders for us. He turned us into a solid defensive unit. We had structure. We knew what to do. We were not scoring goals to save our life, but we avoided relegation twice and you know brought us back up. Um, avoided relegation and, and, and didn't get on with Mike Ashley and walked out the door. I don't think anyone really got on with Mike Ashley except for uh, old Steve Bruce, old mate. Um, but uh, for me, I don't think it was ever going to work at Everton. Um, and, and in saying that, like, you, you're spot on. Like He he couldn't have been backed in you know, El Ghazi on loan. They've signed a couple of fullbacks, like, Nathan Patterson and um, yeah. Nikolenko. Um, so they splashed a bit of cash there. It's basically just spent the Luca Dinia money. But... Yeah. Why did Everton wait so long to sack him? If they sold him, if they sacked him a week earlier, they could have kept Luca Dini. Yeah. The only reason Luca Dini left is because Rafa would, you just, yeah, he alienated him. And how many other players has he alienated? And we know Everton have been without, you know, Gilfie Sigurdsson for reasons that we can't, you know, talk about legally, I guess. Um, but Everton have been without a few, <laughs> few big name players. Um, they've been without Calvert Lewin, their top goal scorer for a while. I just, it, he, it's he, tough. He hasn't got Richard on the side. I like to call Richarlison Richards. Just makes more sense to me. Um, the Brazilian calls him by an English Brazilian name. Figure him. that out. Yeah. So, but, you know, Richarlison, 
bit part play at the moment. He's gone from a Brazil regular, winning gold medal for Brazil at the, World, um, at the Olympics. Um, a Brazil starter as their focal point as number nine to not getting a lot of game time floating through Everton. I don't know whether there's player performances or, or what's going on behind the scenes. Um, I guess, you know, where to... Where, Nick, where, where did Everton go? Like, well, like who, do they, who do they look towards? Hindsight's a, a, a wonderful thing. Um, and like, unfortunately, we had to deal with what we've done. We bought him in. It hasn't worked. We have we have to move. We have to move on. Um, you know, he's made some to me uh, some catastrophic, you know, mistakes. Like playing like we'll use the Brighton game that we recently lost. Um, he, you could tell like you got Digne Luca Dean sorry on the bench, and we played two right fullbacks. Um, so you can tell that pretty much the writing on the walls then it was just only a matter of time on who was going to actually pick him up. Um, you know, as you, have you touched on before, the fact that, you know, we he's renowned for his defensive abilities, yet we've conceded 34 goals. Okay, It hasn't helped that the fact that, you know, Richie and DCL haven't been playing for us. You know, DCL's been out for such a, a long period of time. The fact that they score, you know, you know, close comparing uh, compatibly together, you know, 20 something goals for us, which is probably like 80% of our goal rate um, doesn't help where we go from here. I guess we need to rebuild and we need to trust our, the next manager. Um, I think instead of just rushing into it, we need to take a step back and, you know, whether or not we go with someone with some sort of Premier League history, someone close to the club, um, someone with a pedigree, with a reputation, um, someone that can lure talent in because as we touched on before, we don't have the money. We've got like, we can't, we can't bring like spend millions of pounds or millions of euros, sorry, and buying play, bringing players in. So, you know, it's almost bringing a new coach in, getting rid of the dead wood, so to speak. Um, and, and then backing them probably two seasons, you know, you know, going through a few transfer windows, um, re- rebuilding, because if we don't, um, you know, we've gone through six managers in six years. Like, well, I don't know. I don't know the stats. We've through a few managers like that in six years. We had Steve Bruce for too long. Um, but this next appointment for Everson is their most important for a long time. They have to get the next one right. So for one question I, I want to chat about before we go into, you know, potential in the next Everton manager, Duncan Ferguson. I, I read this and, and I'm a big fan of Dunk. He, he played for Everton. He played for us and he's an angry man. And um, we like an angry man. We like a big, strong centre forward and that you know belts the shit out of people. Be excited by Chris Wood. Hopefully, he, he you know, man's up this week. Um, with that, he's been ever present nearly in every single managerial appointment. He's always been in the dugout. Is he someone that has potentially added to the woes, or is he potentially the the glue? Um, keeping Everton afloat to a certain extent, so not going deep into shit. I think it's, I think it's yeah, hundred percent. Sorry, Nick, you go. You go. No, no, you go, you go, you go. I was just going to say, I think he's when he was the interim manager, Everton looked good. They were on the improve when he took over. Uh, they actually looked like they were playing with passion. You know, he's there on the sideline. He's Everton through and through. I know he's Scottish. He came from Rangers, um, but you think Duncan Ferguson automatically just think Everton. You know, he was that Duncan disorderly. You know, he was the powerful centre forward, terrified defenders. And he'd scare the shit out of them in the change room as well. Don't worry about that. They'll listen. If Duncan speaks, they will listen. So I'd love to see him get the job um, full time. Um, whether 
he's high profile enough. I don't know. Um, Cause going by what Nick said, you know, it's attracting players, but also they don't have the money to attract anyone. So it's working with what you've got. Can he bring out the best in them? I don't know. Well, we, so, tried, we, we tried to give Everton some money, but he didn't want to come. So it would have been, um, we, we could get mate. We could, we could take a few players off your hands if you like, but, um, you can, you can take rougher if you like. So no, nah, no, nah, we're good. No, we're, nah, we're good, mate. Thank you. Thank you though. That's my, that's my next question a bit later on. All right. So you've got three options here. I, I think you've got four options within the, the, the managerial candidates for Everton. I think you've got, um, you spoke, we spoke about Duncan Ferguson. I think you've got Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney, who's doing an absolutely sensational job at, um, job at Derby, no transfer budget, club in turmoil, potential extinction, um, for Derby deducted was it 22 points 21 21 yeah 21 points um and they're six points away from or nine points away from um getting out of the relegation zone they're actually not last they're second last on the table they're nine points from relegation zone uh he's doing an absolutely incredible job with zero budget and pretty much a league one potentially bottom half league one side um frank lampard i'm going to throw in the mix um, somewhere we could potentially attract players um, and come in and try and prove his worth in no offense Nick in a um, mid table you know an eight eight to 12th team which Everton should be um, and Roberto Martinez he's actually favorite for the job bringing him back um, I don't agree with that I think you, you never go back so like going back to an old girlfriend it just never works um, who's your pick Nick there's a line through Roberto Martinez no, no, we're, no we're all back. not we're all nodding heads here. One one hundred percent. He's been there. He's done it. Yes, he's done. He's coaching the Belgian team, but the Belgian team can coach themselves. It doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, no. Um, big dunk, assistant. As I said, he, he just he, he bleeds blue. You know, wears his heart on his sleeve. My biggest concern if 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 we don't get results with dunk, do do the fans turn on him? Um, Similar to you know like throwing um, Lampard back at Chelsea, do, you know, do we give Dunk the go, uh, the the job and, and see what happens? Um, I read an article recently about Wayne Rooney. Um, he doesn't really want to go anywhere else. He doesn't want. He wants to stay and fight with Derby. But the question was posed to him: What would happen if Everton um, came knocking? And his response was: It might be very hard for me to say no. Um, and then, as you said, Lampard. I think with Rooney knowing the club, okay, the pedigree of um, the pedigree of who he is and what he's actually done at Derby, um, and then I think he can lure like young players from May United that are just those fringe players um, that can't get, you know, because United's such a big club, um, they can't get the game time. Lure them over to Everton, even if it's on a loan deal, um, for instance. I think Frank Lampard could do the same. Like I would take a Conor Gallagher, um, you know, mm. like a Hudson Odoi or um, a Conor Gallagher in a heartbeat. Um, so, to me, if I had a choice, um, it'll probably be Wayne Rooney. I know they're throwing out Graham Potter as well um, for what he's done at Brighton. Yeah, Graham Potter's actually come out and said he's just not going to leave Brighton, which is pretty. Um, he's got a good at Brighton. He'd be silly to leave that. But whoever takes the job, it's a it's a mammoth task. It's it's a lot of pressure. Um, you, you need uh, to me. I would I would have like a Wayne Rooney leave Big Dunk um, as an assistant and bring like old club legends like you know Leighton Baines and Timmy Cahill or something like that Timmy. to come in and just just have a chat. You know, help them around and just try to you know bring back you know the positivity, the atmosphere, and just. 
I don't know, get some wins on the board. Mate, Steve Bruce, eighty-one dollars. Um, <laughs> mate, my pick, my pick for for Everton's Wayne Rooney, hands down. I think um, he's done an incredible job at Derby. He's proved himself at Derby. He's a bit doing a bit like, I guess what Lampard did at Derby at the time when you know he got him to a playoff. They're on the cusp of the Premier League now. They're on the cusp of extinction. Um, really sad to see. Um, you know, a bit like what what we spoke about earlier with Gerrard and, and Rangers and. And Moon and Villa. I just think that's the next stepping stone if Rooney really wants to make make a go at this managerial you know career. Um, I believe he will and can attract players. You know, coming to play for Wayne Rooney has the same appeal or should have the same appeal of coming to play for a Steven Gerrard. He can tap into his you know players that he's played with at United, players that he's played with at Everton, players that he knows through his you know his olive branches. Um, I do believe he has that same appeal. I don't think Duncan Ferguson has that, albeit he could be a phenomenal manager, but I don't think he has that appeal to wanting to go play for Everton for Duncan. You know, I'm not going to go play for Duncan Ferguson. So, oh shit, I'm going to go play for Gerard, or I'm going to go play for. Wayne Rooney, or I'm going to go play for Pep, or I'm going to go play for you know even Arteta and you know Eddie people, Howe. yeah, well people people want to come to Newcastle because they know that in two you know two three four years time potentially we could have a world class manager and we're going to have a sh- we've got a shitload of money that they could be part of you know something special. Hence, why all we're doing is tripling people's wages. That's all we're doing. That's how we're attracting them. We're not Eddie Howe's not. People aren't coming to play for Eddie Howe. No, they're coming to play for the, the chance to be part of a project that could potentially, you know, change the scope of the Premier League, which is also littered with brown paper bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and how much money they can put. Wayne Rooney for me, Luke? I think I think it probably will be Rooney. Um, I think uh, interim-wise, I think it's Ferguson with Baines as his assistant, I think, going forward. I think that's what I heard. It wouldn't shock me if it's the next Premier League player, someone like a Duncan Ferguson or even a John Terry. He's just gone back to Chelsea, I know, but he's still, he is looking for a job. Um, it's a, a massive outsider, but there's other players out there like a Michael Carrick and a Scott Parker. I'll know they'll be applying for the job. Um, and they've done their apprenticeships under good managers. I just don't know if they need an experienced head in there. Um, to, but that's what they did with Rafa and it didn't work. So maybe they just need to try the complete opposite, go for someone inexperienced. You know, Guardiola had no previous managerial experience and he did all right. Uh, Barca, Gerard's done all right. Um, I'll back Wayne Rooney in. I, I think he does want to stay at Derby, but it's the emotional, uh, you know, attraction he's got to Everton. He wouldn't be able to say no to it. And the Derby fans wouldn't begrudge him either, but it's a tough one because the Derby is still losing players. Um, they lost Graham Shinney uh, transfer to League One Wigan just because they've got no money. So... Yep, on the panel this spot, I'm going to say Wayne Rooney with Duncan Ferguson as his assistant. Done. Yeah. Nice, Wayne Rooney. I'll, I'll drop him a text now and just let him know he's got the job. It's good. And we'll, um, we'll, we'll roll right in. All right, just just back in here. Just, I'm reading a lot of fans on Twitter. Um, pretty sole reason why I have Twitter is to follow you know, football in Newcastle. Um, that Newcastle want to take, that they should take, Newcastle should take Rafa back. And fire how immediately and bring Rafa in to save Newcastle. For me, that's utter bullshit. Um, Rafa, you know, he ran his race. His football was boring as hell, which you experienced, Nick. Uh, apologies for that. Um, you know, Rondon up front was great for us. Did nothing for you. Um, um, 
no like for me hell no it's not going to happen um I know what you're going to say, Luke. This is probably no point even asking. You're probably just going to spit at the screen and turn off and go, hell no, I'm out. Um, Pretty much. Yeah, but one one little funny stat, and this is why, you know, you're touching, touching on the topic in Newcastle, um, you know, with Rafa and whatnot. Newcastle, the last time we were relegated, we still have seven active players that played in the championship in 2016. Seven active players that played in the championship in 2016 yeah 2016 yeah it was the first opening game oh, yeah. second or third game against Aston Villa Aston Villa have no players in that squad still in their Premier League squad we have six or seven we have yeah six or seven active players from six years ago that played in the championship and there's no wonder we're second last that's a lovely little stat for you thrown out there that's what we do on the penalty spot just chuck out random stats yeah left right and centre well that's pretty good Rafa's gone Rooney in first signing We don't have money, so I don't know who we're going to actually bring in. But um, I know he's another winger, but I wouldn't mind Tom Lawrence coming along with him. You know what I mean? He's he's probably really been Derby's best player um, this season, very consistent. Um, or you know, and it'd have to be one of the uh, the ex. Or I say not ex, but it'd have to be a United player, one of the up and coming United players. You to, yeah, you um, have to tap in. Even you know. Um, Vanderbeek, who's stuck, rejected Newcastle this morning. Um, you know, someone like him could could get some game time and slide straight into Rooney's DMs. Um, you know, there, there's plenty of players at United. Um, Jesse Lingard, yeah, not getting any game time. I know he's another winger. Um, Ahmed Diallo, he's been linked to. Rooney wanted him at Derby. Um, yeah. Dortmund and Derby want him, but again, more wingers. Is that, I don't know if that's exactly what Everton need. I don't think so. Not with Damari Gray and Townsend. They, I think they need um, they need Cavett Lewin back ASAP. Um, He's back, yeah. Yeah, they need Alan in form. They need Richarlison firing. They're probably you know they, they've got a good squad. They just need it. They need to find their identity. I like the Tom Lawrence shout. I just don't. I think Rooney would like him there, but I don't think he'd want to decimate Derby. Um, and bring him along with it maybe in the summer. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, they don't have a lot of money, but I can definitely see him utilising his Man United contacts. Uh, Ahmed Diallo, Jesse Lingard, even Phil Jones. Um, there's plenty of players available at Man United. Uh, Donny Van Der Beek's probably a good shout, though. Donny, Donny. Free Donny. Hashtag free Donny. Yeah. Uh, mate, um, we, I'm going to give you um, my top three players of the, um, mate, of the week of the Premier League. New segment I just created just now. Just on, cool. on the penalty spot. You like that? I don't mind it. Let's let's hear it first, and then we'll, we'll decide. Uh, pretty simple. I'm going to start with Jack Harrison. Hattrick, you cannot go past um, a young kid banging you know Hattrick in the Premier League um, and getting Leeds out of trouble. Uh, pretty special. Um, he does have talent. He's always had talent. Um, you know, a bit lost. It was good to see him leave near leave City and then and doing quite well at Leeds. Um, so he gets um, one of my three spots. I'm going to give a second spot to a Brazilian if Philippe Coutinho coming off the bench and banging a goal. Didn't do much, but he scored. Um, and this late equaliser too. They kind of went bang, bang. Love a little bang, bang. Um, and then funny enough, um, I'm going to go with um, Bruno Fernandes in that game as well. Just getting back on the score sheet. Hopefully he can find his mojo because of firing Bruno um, for United. Um, 
They're a completely different side, and they need him to gel with Ronaldo in order for United to have any chance of sliding into that top four. So there's my three um, Premier League players of the week. I'll send them their awards in the mail as well. Are you contractually obligated to include at least one Brazilian in your three yes, players? Yes, each week. Yeah, well, it's yeah, going okay. to be Rafinha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Bruno Fernandes is, speaks Portuguese, so it's 1.5. Yeah, all right, not better. And Jack Harrison in you, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, just quickly looked up the odds for Donny van der Beek and Everton are the favourites. Oh, there you go. Four dollars fifty. So we, not we, sure. He, odds. He, he was linked at the beginning of the season, uh, we, but Ollie said no. You, I promise you game time, but um, <laughs> that didn't come to fruition. So who knows? We know our stuff on on the penalty spot. <laughs> usually, usually we'll we'll do something and then it'll pop up on you know. On a football website, and Luke would be like, "They must have listened to our podcast." I was like, "No, nah, they I checked. I checked." <laughs> Rooney will be announced as head coach. Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> he's not far off. He was not favourite. He's not far off though. But we actually play each other very soon, um, and where it's it's pretty even. That's it's telling you how bad you guys are. Yeah, it's, so, it's not going to be a pretty game to watch. Yeah, we're at home at least. It doesn't help. February nine. Yeah, crazy, <laughs> mate. Trivia. What do you got? Go. Hear me. So this was sent in by uh, the Kit Mando, another good friend of the show. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we love the Kit Ars- Mando here. Arsenal fan. Yeah, massive Arsenal fan. So who was the only player to play for three different countries at a World Cup? Three different countries. Mm. Shit. Um, all right. I got it. It took me about, I guess, five minutes. Um, I had to work out the logistics of how that's possible. But once I figured that out, it was pretty easy to narrow down. So. It would have to be based on... So three different countries to walk up. It would have to be based on a country that was one, went to another, and then went to another. There you go. So you've narrowed it down. But now what is the what are the three countries? Ah, shit. I'm going to, is it Goran Pandit? No. Yeah. Macedonia haven't played at a World Cup. Yeah, yeah that's true. Qualify. Um, mate, you've really put me on the spot here. That's what we do. It's on the penalty spot. Not, not it's not, it's not, not from the halfway line. I don't give you time. It's not on the penalty man. spot. No, you can't Google, mate. It's, uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, Nick, you're required there, mate. Oh, no. The, uh, <laughs> He's the hamster's running around the wheel. But, uh... <laughs> mate, my hamster's stopped for a drink. <laughs> uh, mate, that's a tough one. Um, it's, a great, it's a great any, question. Any clues? Uh, I think Europe... Think Europe. Uh, well, think that's, that's think World Cup. Think, let me finish. Jesus Christ, David. Think World Cup '98 through to 2006. They were the three World Cups. '98, 2006. Serbia. That's one of the three countries. Yeah. It's not Mitrovic. Nope. Um. What were the other two countries? It was Serbia. Then there was Serbia. Montenegro. Montenegro. So that's yeah. two of them. And what was Serbia before? It was Bosnia? No. No. Was it Yugoslavia? It was. Yeah. So he played for Yugoslavia at World Cup 98, Serbia and Montenegro 2002, and Serbia in 2006. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um, Jesus. No, he plays for Brazil. <laughs> hey, Zeus, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to think. Yeah, well, um, 1998. All right, we're we going to get this. This this episode could go on for a long. <laughs> this is going to yeah. This is a marathon episode now. Yeah, this could go on for a long time. 
Not so, is Jacko? No. No, he played for Bosnia. Bosnian. So I, I could really only name about four players, four or five players from the Yugoslavia team in 98. And it was one of those players that I thought of. So he's a pretty well-known player. Did he play for Villa? Uh, you think of Savo Milosevic? He was yeah. one of them I thought of as well. Yeah. Um, Stankovic. Got it. Dejan Stankovic, great player. Good yep. player. So, great player. Great, great trivia question. Yeah, it's a good question. That's a really that. good question. So, yeah, we'll try and get more more trivia questions coming up. Eh? Good. Wait, wait. All right, just before we wrap up, we're going to go. We're going. I'm going to put you on the penalty spot, here, Nick. I'm going to get you to predict our... What do we got here? You're doing our multi, Nick? You're doing our multi? You're doing our multi. All right. Yeah. Um, Burnley, Wofford, go. Win, loss, draw. Burnley, win. Burnley. Ooh, Ooh. okay. Okay. That puts us last. Um, Excellent. (laughs) Um, Brighton, Chelsea. Let's go and draw. Yeah, I'm going draw too. Nick, um, Luke, what are you going there? Uh, I'm going to go Chelsea. I'm going to back them to get back into the win. So Leicester Spurs. Draw. Hmm. Fair shout. Um, Brentford United. I'm going to take this one. This is going to be United. Brentford loss, funny enough. <laughs> sure, no time follows day. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to go skip a couple because Watford played Norwich. I don't really care about that. We'll be dead last. Um, all right, Everton Villa. You're at home, Nick. Surely, no. Russ is gone. Dunks. I am. I am one of those guys that will never, ever, 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 ever back against my team. All right, Everton win. Everton it's, on win. The, it's on the multi. One nil. Putting the multi down. Um, Brentford Wolves. I'm going to go Wolves. Brentford loss. Um, all right, Luke leads Newcastle. Newcastle. Four three. Four three. Plenty of goals in it. I hope you're writing this down. This is going to be a big multi. Um, sweet and then Southampton City that'll be City 3-0 yeah well 4-3 alright you got that so we've got draw we've got Burnley to win we've got Brighton Chelsea draw Leicester Spurs draw United to win Everton to win comfortably apparently yep um, Wolves to win <laughs> and a 4-3 to Newcastle Four. Leeds yeah and then 3-0 uh, City alright let's put 5 bucks on it 5 bucks it'll pay for all our houses yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a house yet. Uh, how good. Oh, I just want to recap just before we wrap up. Um, Real Madrid picking up another trophy in the Super Cup. Um, played in Saudi Arabia, uh, home of Newcastle United. That's our home ground. Um, that is our home ground. Um, we lent it to them. Hopefully we'll charge it for them. Um, Riyadh Park. Yep. Question I wanted to ask before we disappear. Can Real Madrid get back to the old Real Madrid? Can they get back to dominating Europe? Yes. And they will this summer when they get Mbappe. Uh, I don't see Haaland going to Real Madrid, but they'll definitely get Mbappe. And I can see them getting Pogba as well. They they do not need Haaland because Benzema is banging goals in for fun. Um, Mbappe would fit in extremely well on the right. And they need to have a front three of probably the most informed winger in the the world at the moment is Vinicius Jr. Where's he from? He's from Brazil. Um, okay. And then you got Benzema. Well, mate, he's not English. Um, it'd be, Vincent. It'd be, yeah, Vincent Jr. Um, mate, and then you'll have Mbappe on the right and Benzema through the middle. That's, that's pretty scary. But they, they're, I think they're in good hands. They've got a young squad. They've got a young um, 
a young core and they got some old heads in there, you know, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, um, Casemiro, who's, you know, in late 20s still. Um, and they got a few up and coming, um, you know, young, young you got someone like Luka Jovic who can't even get a game. Um, so that's saying something. I think they're in, I think they're in great hands and they could potentially, um, get back to their, back to what Bayern Munich's doing in the, in Europe. Yeah, I believe so. Um, when players like Bale and Hazard can't even get in your squad, um, you know you're doing pretty well. I can see Eden Hazard actually leaving potentially this month. I'm pretty sure they're keen to get him off the books. Whether it's a loan with an option to buy, I'm not sure, but uh, there'll be plenty of Premier League clubs sniffing around. Everton. Um, yeah, Everton, absolutely. You know, they'll pay, what, 5, 5% of his wages? Yeah. And, um, they could sign they could sign um, <laughs> Lampard and get him in. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Coutinho's had a good start at Villa and maybe the change is what Hazard needs as well. Yeah, we'll see. I wonder what we're paying to sign Hazard. Probably too much. Do you think it's going to happen? Are we putting that in the universe? We're manifesting it? No chance, mate. Absolutely no chance. It's going right. to happen, though. Sweet. That's us for this evening. Don't forget to follow us on, on the penalty spot on Instagram, on the pen spot on Twitter. Bloody Twitter. Can't use too many characters. Nope. Um, and then um, Apple and Spotify for your downloads and podcast name. Forget to share, please. Um, we're growing our Instagram followers quite well in the last couple of weeks. Um, so you could share, love, like, you know, retweet, whatever it may be. Um, big thanks to Nick. Thanks, Nick, for coming on, chatting all things Everton and football. Absolute pleasure. Been fun, mate. Enjoyed having you. Pleasure's mine. Thank you for the invite. And lovely having a chat, and we'll do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again when we're both in the bottom three. Um, <laughs> Luke, you have a lovely day. You a lovely evening. Us. I'll um, chat to you in the morning and um, enjoy. Thanks, guys. All the best. Take care. See you later. See you guys.